Two salty hunters, one half-angel kid, and dude just came back from the dead, again. Team Free Will 2.0. Here we go. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we talk about cowboy hunks. Woo! How you doing, Chris Mosier? I'm doing all right. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing very well. Uh, not letting COVID get me down. Oh, no. You won't be the one. Got to, got to keep on moving for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch out. It's coming for you. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing okay. Hey, you know, last well, time, as we discussed... You could, you could, you could notice. I mean, maybe the listener didn't notice because you had me chuckling too much, Jeremy. You had me laughing it up the whole time, and I ran out of steam. Laughter was really taking me down. This time, I'm determined to get through. Well, I'm glad you're doing better. Um, thank you for doing the podcast. That's that's appreciated. Hey, no um, sweat. Hopefully, it won't you know injure you long term. <laughs> I hope it, you know. I hope it does. Um, <laughs> Before we get into the major part of the episode, I just want to thank uh, everybody over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week for. Uh, supporting us it's really really super yeah. cool of you in return we give you exclusive episodes uh commentary episodes um we do random podcasts about things that we like all kinds of cool stuff you get access to the discord server which is super cool and a fun time all of our pocket friends are super nice you can go hang out with a bunch of people who love supernatural and uh yeah that's really about it chris what's been going on with season 13 i think i wrote this at um uh, 1 a.m. in the morning. It doesn't make any sense. Why, were you, why were you up at 1 a.m., Christopher Mosier? That's not allowed. Um, in a desperate plea to hunt some ghosts, Dean temporarily stops his heart so he can go to the ghost dimension. Meanwhile, Sam surrounds Dean, Dean's body in salt, preventing his soul from returning. While trapped in the ghost realm, Dean meets up with Billy the Reaper, who has now been promoted to death itself. She tells Dean today is not his day to die, that he still has work to do, but also she has lots of questions about this alternate dimension. To top it all off, the boys are finally reunited with Cass, who fought his way back to existence after Jack woke him up. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't good. It also doesn't have anything to do with this episode. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. We are are covering season 13, episode 6, Tombstone, written by David Perez, directed by Nina Lopez Corrado. This aired on November 16th, 2017 which is my mom's birthday. Go, oh, no. go ahead. Make my day. 
Castiel is reunited with Jack, and together with that's Sam, it's not and from Dean, a western. They, they head to a sleepy old. It's not. It's from Dirty it's, Harry. It's from Dirty it's Harry. Not it's not a western. It's just just because it has Clint Eastwood in it doesn't make it a yeah. western. Come on. Uh, Castiel is reunited with Jack, and together with Sam and Dean, they head to a sleepy old western town to investigate a murder. Dean gets to live out his boyhood fantasy when he comes face to face with a famous gunslinging outlaw. So yeah, this is um this is a relatively famous episode in the fandom, I think. Uh not the least of which because Castiel is back for the first time. Mm-hmm. But also we get some pretty incredible moments of Dean Winchester wearing cowboy hats and boots. Um and also this feels like um I could probably I could probably easily cut most of this episode out and make like a three minute video that just shows that Dean and Castiel are on a date together mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are a cowboy date. They're on a cowboy date together. Like they're on a themed date. Like this is date three. They just met on Tinder or grinder, I guess. And they're like, you know, Hey, let's do something weird and cool and go, go, go cowboy hunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's some, there's some moments in this that make the Dean cast relationship feel a lot more lived in than I think just about anything on the show has ever done like before. Mm. Like there's just some mm. offhand comments throughout this and we'll, we'll talk about them when we get there that are just like, they just, they just imply the implication is so much. Um, and it's like much like the mixtape from season 12, right? Like him handing that and just being like, Oh, mm-hmm. that whole thing happened off screen. Like the implication there is pretty wild. This, like this stuff that happens in here is just like, it, how could you guys be even denying that? Like you were writing them like they were a fucking yeah. couple. Like that, that's yeah. what you were doing. Like I, I, I know people they don't just, agree they with they that. They throw but... in one line where Dean calls him like bud or pal or something. I know. It's it, like, yeah. It's not enough. It's not enough to dissuade us folks. Um, so we start out in Dodge city, Kansas with Dean and a cowboy stalking to a graveyard, holding shotguns. They're obviously hunting for something. Um, they go to split up, but something comes from underground, grabs the cowboy, drags him underground and the Dean- cowboy. I don't know his name. I, I, did, I wrote yeah, down I mean, the I, cowboy. That's, that's the how I referred to him too. Okay, cool. Like, like he's the guy in um fucking uh, what was the David Lynch movie? The weird one. Not, I mean, obviously not. It doesn't matter. I'm on a tangent. The cowboy from what the name was? What is the name of that movie? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's the David Lynch movie with the weird cowboy in it, and it's fucking crazy. Um, I don't know, <laughs> dude. This is gonna be. A, I don't think it was Mulholland Drive. Lost Hot? No, it was not Lost Hot. Maybe it's Mulholland Drive. It does not matter. I'm so sorry. I'll cut all of this out. <laughs> sorry. People are losing their minds right now, I'm sure. Um, yeah, Dean looks over the, the hole in the ground and just says, all hell. And then uh, we go to splash screen 48 hours earlier. Where mm. My first thought was how Billy mentioned last episode, like, Will will you be killed by a ghoul in a cemetery, Dean? We don't know. We just don't know. Here are all the ways that you oh. can die, and here we go. We got a ghoul in a cemetery. I'd, I've already for, had already forgotten about the. I remember the <laughs> the redheaded magic person because obviously, like that means Rowena might be showing up soon. So I was mm-hmm. very excited mm-hmm. about that. Or just, I mean, there was a redheaded woman in this episode. I didn't even think like she was doing weird corpse stuff. Could have so been her. Could have been, been Athena. Could have been Athena, <laughs> <laughs> the rockabilly um, cowgirl that lives in yeah, <laughs> Dodge City. Um. So forty eight hours earlier. Dean, we're back where they just met up with Castiel last episode. Um, and he's standing at the phone booth. Dean's standing there staring at Castiel. He's got that cross over his shoulder because the angel on his shoulder is back, bro. He's back. back. He's back. Uh, this is this is a nice moment. Um, they kind of they they talk. It's first off they hug, and this is where Dean says, "Like, come here, just, pal." Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was pretty. That was, yeah. You really sold us on that one, Dean. Um. 
Sam is like, no, you're dead. But Dean is just like, you know what? I'm just believing it. I'm not. I'm yeah. not even trying. Not even gonna. Not even gonna worry about it. Um, he thinks that the boys did it, and they're like, nah, it's probably Jack. And then we just kind of crash cut to uh, them arriving back at the bunker, uh, where Jack is on a laptop, and uh, it's very sweet. He meets Castiel for the first time in person, and it's very sweet. Like they give each other a hug, and it's just it's mm-hmm. just nice. Uh, yeah. Um, Castiel is very like apologetic i guess if he like wasn't there for jack like bro you couldn't help you You got straight up murdered in the in the heart by lucifer it's not your fault it's all good i brought you back nbd yeah you didn't like go out for cigarettes and never come home you know did you is that what really happened wait a minute (laughs) did they lie to me uh uh what's going on with castiel's hair in this episode he's got um you know some new product in there i don't know he's got my hair like is what i've noticed like he just like because when my hair like right now i've got the white boy afro and if i don't like style it correctly it just starts being poofy and it very much feels like he's got poofy hair in this episode i don't know why it's just very humid maybe so maybe it's very humid um Um, can we also just take a second to mention that jack is a huge nerd now yes because he he hung out like one day by himself and now he's like a an elite hacker but who just like is really into fantasy he came back and he's a fucking a, a nerd virgin like Sam. Yeah, well, I mean that's what happens. Like he modeled himself on Sam, and then like guess what happens? Like you you turn into a nerd virgin just like Sam. Um, he shows off his his pencil raising ability, um, which kind of freaks everybody in the room out. He's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I just I really wanted Castiel to be like, I am five million years old. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not impressed by this. Just whatsoever. I'm not impressed. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but he's very proud of himself. He's yes. very cute. Um, and he found a case, Jeremy. He thinks it's zombies. Where'd he's he- so excited to deliver this line, which means the dead are rising in Dodge City, Kansas. And Dean nearly, um, he nearly has a spill. He nearly has a little spill. How do you, how do you feel about this, um, obsession with cowboys coming out of, out of nowhere from Dean Winchester? You know, I guess he was like kind of into cowboys a couple seasons ago when they time traveled. Um, you know, he had he had a passing interest. In yeah, Western I guess. I, 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 you're, I'm sorry, you were absolutely. When they go chase down the phoenix in the past, like he was, su- he was super let's excited. Just about say it. that you're, you're after that right. experience, Dean just completely doubled down. Yeah, yeah. He was like this. <laughs> I thought that the reality would be different, but in fact, it is amazing, and I want to be there all of the time. Um, he's super excited to go to Dodge City, and he says he says a line here that is like, you know, two brothers and a. An angel and an Ephilim, Team Free Will 2.0. Here we go. And I just, yeah. I don't know. Like, Dean is so happy in this episode having Castiel back. Like, it's- yeah. I'm glad that they take a moment, and I think it's coming up, but um, where Sam is like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you were too <laughs> excited about this whole prospect. Like, I'm, I'm happy to see you smiling, bro, for real. But, like, this is actually worrisome. Well, it's, it's because it's, like, dramatically the opposite. Like, we've spent five episodes where Dean was, like, snapping at a fucking tree for looking at him the wrong way. And mm-hmm. then now he's, like, going into this, like, the best suite in Dodge City where it has, like, you know, cow horns on the wall and pictures of gunslingers. And he's like, that's so-and-so, and this is so-and-so, and da 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 And he brought it, he brings his own hat, and he's got his own clothes and boots and everything. And it's just a little, like odd that's why sam like brings yeah. it up when he's like dude it's and kind he's of like, manic yeah like, it, it, it feels very <laughs> manic in a certain way but i don't know if they're gonna like deal with any of that or if dean's just happy now because they're like you know what we've done the dean grief thing a hundred times on this show maybe let's let's not do it for a whole season why do we got to do it 
right? Like, I mean, well, we, don't, I, we simply don't have to do it ever again. Please and thank you. It's um, it was like the time that uh, my friend Gary and I, who do the Days of Future Cast podcast, we were watching ex- and my father and your father, uh, same guy, same, same dude, guy. same dude. Really weird that that worked out that way. It's how I met Chris, same guy. Um, <laughs> but we were watching X Men Evolution, and both of us were having a real miserable time with it because we were just like, "This is not good. Like, we don't, we're not. It's so boring. I can't believe we have to do this." And then we just like we're having a conversation. Well, as soon as this is over, let's get back to something fun. Like, let's do this and this and this and this. And then we had the realization of we could just not do this. Our podcast, like, we don't have a boss. Yeah. <laughs> we could just stop doing the thing that's not like nobody's telling us to do this. Yeah. And I feel like that's what the writers have done in this episode. Is like we've had five episodes of Dean being uh, super moody and grievy and sad and angry, like. Let's just give him his big win, which is what he calls Castiel mm-hmm. being back, and like mm-hmm. let him go crazy. I mean, we got him like this in season two, mm-hmm. um, after John died, and then we get him like this in season four when he comes back to life and he is like fucked up from hell. And then we have like a like a kind of version of this in season six where he's like trying to live a normal life. And then when Cass dies, I think in season seven, <laughs> it's like they just keep doing it over and over and over again. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> Like this is the most severe that they get with it, but I didn't. I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I said I it in the first episode. And obviously, Jensen kills it when he acts, but um, I just. I don't know. I want. I want different things for the characters other than just suffering. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I love to see characters suffer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I loved that Sam Winchester was supposed to be dead at the end of season five. That worked great for me. Um, but <laughs> I just. I just. I don't want to see the same thing again and again. I will say that this. This kind of manic dean is is fun to watch um yeah it's and it feels like he's just having a good time finally and Mm -hmm. i kind of hope they deal with like his swing because it's not like it's not like they had a win it's just like jack did something that they don't even understand and brought him back like and there's there's yeah and so he's just like taking it and running with it which like is 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 it like fine yeah let him let him have let him be happy for 42 minutes like i'm okay (laughs) Mm um sam and dean go to sleep Oh no no we get excuse me we get our first kill where a cop has pulled over a truck um he looks around the truck he gets dragged out of the truck and dies it's very spooky um yeah there's a weird scene where the cop is like doing 180 degree turns from the truck to like the outside to the truck to the outside I'm like what are you doing man just back up yeah. <laughs> you can see both yeah. um, gotta do that but then he gets dragged out of the truck and you know killed um mm-hmm. Sam and Dean are sleeping when Jack and Castiel uh are able to catch up with one another Jack is asking about oh, yeah. heaven. Um, about how heavy it is, and Castiel is like it's complicated. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's just like Sam Winchester's Facebook status. Yeah, it's, it's complicated, <laughs> <laughs> and he's in a relationship with a Facebook account that is now deactivated. It's, yeah, it's very so. strange. Yeah, you click on Sam Winchester's girlfriend, and it just goes to a page it's like a H four four page not found. Yeah, yeah, four four not found. Sam's girlfriend. <laughs> Sam's um, girlfriend. Is four, four not so found. this is where Castiel like apologizes. I I jumped the gun with this earlier, um, but Castiel. He feels really bad because he knows that that Jack needed him, was reaching out for somebody, and and he didn't have his his mom was gone, and then this this angel that was supposed to protect him wasn't there. But again, Castiel, not your fault, bro. You got murdered by Lucifer. That's not on you. I just feel like you need to know that's not on you. Absolutely. Um, and you know, Jack talks about his mom and all of this stuff, and then Castiel tells him, like, you know, I I knew she was an amazing woman, um, and I she believed in that you could change the world for the better. And now that I see you and I see what you're capable of, I know that we were right to believe that. 
um, which is kind of a powerful statement from Castiel, like seeing Jack for the first time and being like, oh, no, 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 we were 100% down, like doubling down on you're going to be bringing paradise to this world is, is kind of kind of a big deal when we have to deal with other yeah. stuff right now um because jack gets a ping because that's what jack does now he's that guy he gets pings he gets pings and this is right after the conversation of of him and castiel him you know he's like i wish i wish i knew my mom and castiel's like you know she was a total milf and uh, jack is like what <laughs> what is that what is that <laughs> what do you mean he's like yeah you know she's a total milf um and then later on he's like i was telling jack about i was Oh, his mom was a was a total milf. And Tina's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> He's like, that's yeah, it's like a compliment for for moms, right? He's like, <laughs> cats. A mom I'd like to friend. That's what that stands you for, s- right? You said that. You said that to Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to. You might need to go back and just like make sure that he doesn't say that to anybody. <laughs> um. Jack is super excited because he's he's got the ping about this cop dying, so he rushes in to wake up Dean Winchester uh, while Cassiel tries to stop him, and Dean like pulls out a gun, almost tries to shoot the dude. Um, mm. And Cassiel has this thing: he's like, I, "I told you, he's an angry sleeper, like a bear." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cassiel. All right, Cass- okay. Well, again, it's, <clears throat> and it's the first of these like comments that imply like the relationship between Dean and Cassiel are is so much deeper than that we have seen like on screen, right? Mm-hmm. Like. When is Castiel like? I know there's been a couple of times where he's woken Dean up or where he's like called at weird times, but I don't like the implication, the the, the familiarity between these two in this mm-hmm. episode is just off the fucking charts. It really is. It really is. Um, you know, Sam doesn't often comment on on Dean's sleeping patterns. No. That's all I'm saying. No. Yeah, Sam just w- does doesn't just pretends it doesn't exist. He's like, I just yeah. want to wake up in a normal, like in my own room. If that's every, possible. Every morning, Sam wakes up wishing his life was normal. Even now. Even, even now. now. Yeah. Um, he dreams he's back in college. That's actually kind of sad. I was trying to be funny, but now that's just sort of sad. Poor Sam. Uh, <laughs> if I could just go back, I would just tell my brother that I do not want to go find dad. <laughs> that no. Would be, that would be the moment. I'm not interested. I don't really like dad that yeah. much. He doesn't like me. He'll be fine. Mm. If I could change one thing in my life, it would be that. Um, yeah. The, the cop had bite marks on him, so Jack is extremely excited because that proves to him that it's a zombie. And, every, and then I think it's Dean that's like, or really anything else that has teeth. Like, Jack is super excited about zombies, and that's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean and Cassiel show up at the crime scene, and we get another one of these moments where the implied familiarity between these two is, is just so pronounced that Dean Winchester is wearing a bolo tie, and, a, and he, Dude, he's brought his he's own so hat. He's got Cass wearing a hat that has like a little band on it that's kind of weird it's like a straw hat it's not even a cowboy hat it's like a it's like it's clearly like a souvenir hat they bought yeah, at the hotel it's very weird like it's not like a real hat that would cost a couple hundred bucks right um it's a hat like my dad wears when he's in the pool exactly yeah or like <laughs> like i've got to go i gotta go weave the garden right that's what mm-hmm. when gary tells your mom i gotta go weed the garden he's putting on one of these hats um oh yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> He uh and Dean's like, hey, like we got to pretend like we're gonna fit in. We got to pretend like we're naturals. And I'm like, you guys never do that. But I can understand. Never ever pull it off. Understand that why you want to do this because you're so into it. And so Dean says, yeah, you just have to dress like we're from Tombstone. And Cast and Castiel is like, you mean like the city? And he says, no, the movie. I made you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and like the idea again, just the just like no, Castiel, come sit down. <laughs> like me making Otter watch yeah. sneakers. For I the remember fifth time. that entering like the Destiel canon on Twitter, where yeah. everybody was talking about Tombstone all the time because mm-hmm. it was like that's their that's their thing. I'm like, I bet they watched a lot of movies together. That's- but- uh and i love castiel's response of the ones with gun- oh yeah the one with guns and tuberculosis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just really funny um they get out of the car and we get like 
cowboy music which is going to be throughout this episode as they like slowly walk <laughs> the music's really fun the music is really really fun like it's good but it's like a little hokey and they know it they're, yep. ha- they're having fun with it they're having a good time uh dean's got his boots on they're getting out of the car and they're saying howdy partner to people as they as they go up to uh the cowboy that we saw from the very beginning of the show um and introduce themselves as agent russell and castiel says says oh yeah i'm kilmer val kilmer and he's like and the guy yeah. just looks at him is like okay whatever yeah. what the fuck dude? you're lucky i'm so mad right now otherwise i'd be very confused by that yeah because uh and he's upset because the cop that died was his nephew that he's he says he's known since uh he was one day old. Day like, one, baby, day one. And I'm like, dude, you couldn't be there for the birth. Like, where were you at? Yeah, like you were busy that day. Nah, he wasn't. In the, he wasn't invited in. You were just. You were just. You I think, just. Do you think my sister? My sister just had a baby. You think she wanted me anywhere near the hospital room, even without COVID? No. How many? No, Chris is not invited to the hospital. Get him out of here. I know this is this is this is weird circumstances because of COVID, but like obviously you've met your nephew, right? Like how many days? No, I have. I have not. Oh really? Oh man, that's so my sad. nephew was born and then I got COVID. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. That sucks. <laughs> when my nephew was born. I was there um I think the day after um or maybe two days after I don't remember which but yeah it was weird like they were like here you can hold this baby and I'm like the baby is so like, new. I don't want to I don't want do to do break the baby like the baby is so Get new and small <laughs> you guys have barely had any time together like what if what if something happens like, yeah, what if it attaches itself to me what if yeah. it starts sucking on my nipple what if it what if it imprints on me and it's all of a sudden a dark souls nerd like you don't want that to happen to the baby <laughs> <laughs> it could be a terrible idea. Maybe that's uh, your your sister is saying it's COVID, but I bet it's uh I, I bet it's just she doesn't want the baby growing up to be in Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah, my other sister. I was just talking to her the other day. I was like, so you know, I always get them books. That's kind of usually what I do. I'm a bad gift giver, so I get them books. And um, uh, I was like, so what are you interested in right now? Like any genres? Your whatever. She's like, you gave me a couple things, and she's like, you know, and I'm always sort of interested in what in what you're reading. And then there was a second text that said, to an extent. I was like, yeah, no, I know. I, I got know. it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I know. All right, sis. Uh, so anyway, I got her the complete set of Supernatural Perfect. novels. So. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Merry Christmas. Uh, Dean tells this guy that they are tracking a grave robber. Um, they think that this case could be related and that they are Texas Rangers. And then we go to the morgue um, or to the cemetery where the grave got robbed where Jack and Sam are meeting uh, the manic pixie dream mortician um, mm-hmm. who has headphones on, so doesn't necessarily hear Sam. It's Jack come in and are very surprised. Um, Sam says like, were you around when the grave got robbed? And she was like, no, I was at Amanda Palmer concert. And Sam's like, you like Amanda Palmer? Amanda too? Palmer. Hey, what's your, uh, do you have Facebook? Do you, uh, the do fact you- that he like says it back to her. I was like, Sam is like, like light as a feather, stiff as a board right now. If you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Like I thought that there was like for sure gonna be a romance here just because of his like strong reaction. Does Jared Padalecki just like Amanda Palmer a lot? Like I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't... It's so weird. Like Amanda Palmer is such, so a, such a weird pull for like everything involved. Like I was surprised she didn't yeah. say cowboy mouth or something. Like because it's when they like she is dressed up like the like like, like a honky tonk princess, right? Like a like yeah, a rockabilly like style. Rockabilly, yeah, uh, whatever. She introduced herself as like I'm Undertaker athena lopez like it's such a grand entrance that i'm like all right they're gonna like do something with this yeah right? yeah i mean like, and she's just sort of like she, anybody else in this episode yeah she's just a, a, a i didn't look it up but i'm sure she's just a one-off um jack who is like wandering around the thing and being weird to the point that sam has to be like uh you know hey he's just a he's a trainee like just bear with me um jack starts asking her about cold spots and she's like dude i wasn't here um so they go out check out the coffin the coffin looks like it was torn open from one side. And when Sam jumps in the grave and starts to dig into a hole, he finds bones with bite marks on it, which mm-hmm. 
Leftovers. Yeah, leftovers. So they have a ghoul situation, and we smash cut back to where Team Free Will 2.0 is trying to figure out who the ghoul could be. Like, they're in the hotel mm-hmm. room. They're hanging out. Uh, and we get a lot of cuts to Athena, who is being stalked by, like, a figure. Like, we see, like, as she's walking through the halls mm-hmm. of her morgue, I guess. Like, you can see in the background, like, something is, is stalking her. Um, Meanwhile, Jack has just caught footage of the truck that the 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 deputy had stopped behind earlier the one where he ended up getting killed by um jack's got the footage he's got the he's got the stoplight camera footage again because he's got he's mastered all the tricks now um and he can see hey there's somebody in the car like we got we got id on him and dean winchester from just it doesn't even make sense he doesn't He's not like, hey, that looks like an actor in a movie. He's like, no, that is that fucking cowboy from 1886. I know it's him. It's bizarre. It is so weird. And I don't care because this is like a fun, lighthearted yeah, episode, yeah. right? Like, it doesn't really matter. But he's like, that's Dave Mather. Like, he's up on the wall right here. Like, I would recognize that Sam, face did you anywhere. Say Dave Matthews? <laughs> Sam gets excited. Man, the concerts in this town are ridiculous. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, this is going to get the greatest music scene in the whole South. <laughs> Who knew? Dodge City, Kansas, man. Oh, my God, Dean. <laughs> the Bella Fleck is going to be here. The Hotel played here. <laughs> Bella Fleck and the Flecktones are going to be here next week. We need to stay. <laughs> She's like, I will shoot you. I don't care. Five people in our audience know who Bella Fleck is. That's going to be it. I don't even think you do. Like, I think that joke I is... I have no idea. I don't even th- I think that joke is just for Jeremy. So. I went to the Neutral Milk Hotel reference. That was easier for me. Yeah, yeah. That's great. From Ruston, from the town I was born in. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Yeah, I found that out the other day that they are from... Because I was looking up something about my hometown, and they were like, oh yeah, famous bands from here, Neutral Milk Hotel. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I saw them a couple years ago. They For some reason, they did a reunion thing, uh-huh. and the lead singer looked like Santa Claus, and somebody was playing a saw, like, okay. you know, that you would use yeah. to cut wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use it as an instrument. I didn't know you could do that. Were they... Anyway, were they- that's what Sam's talk. This is literally Sam's conversation yeah, to Dean right now. Yeah. Dean's like, I don't, I don't care. Like, we need to find a ghoul. Yeah. Um, Dean is super excited about this. He's like, that's Dave Mathier. He's a gunslinger. We're going to be super excited. Uh, and Jack recognizes the fa- face because he saw a picture of the driver um, inside the Undertaker's office. And they are, mm-hmm. he's a couple. And sure enough, we see him come up and like slap her ass it's like you love it when i do this and she's and she's like oh i, I hate that that was that was rude like you can they kinda, just can't help but make these dudes creepy yeah. like you know if if you whatever if you do that to your girlfriend and she's like okay with it nobody cares that's fine it's totally uh-huh. fine but totally. she's like i don't like that yeah <laughs> and he's like yes you do We're like okay go, calm yeah. down later he calls her a bitch and it's like dude calm down it doesn't have to always it be doesn't like doesn't this. have to be this way um he brought her a letter um, and it's an acceptance letter from a prestigious makeup and special effects school that she wanted to get into. And of course, like the ghoul, which I'm assuming that she doesn't know that he is, is like stressed out that they could be leaving his food. Right. Like, cause this is a perfect place for him to live and just chill and eat food all the time. Like he's got the good setup. Um, but so he doesn't yeah. want to move to the city. Um, she tells him about the FBI agents, which he immediately recognizes as that's going to be a hunter. Um, He's like, they were asking about cold spots and shit. Yeah, that's hunters. Team Free Will 2.0 loads up in the the Impala, heads back to the mortuary. Uh, Sam and Dean leave Jack and Castiel in the car. They are not a part of the scene, which I find they they, don't get. No, they're Mm -hmm. just they don't even get out. Like, I mean, like they are just sitting in the backseat together. Like, and, and Jack is like, and so in Lord of the Rings right yeah so like the first thing that you need to understand is like we're talking about a millennia and and castiel is like i know i know i know i know all pop culture i know i know it all 
I watch TV. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Sam still going in there being like like ready to see Dave Matthews. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he, he so still excited. hasn't he hasn't really taken the hint that he he's wrong about that. He's like, where does he Dave Matthews? This is crazy. I love them. Uh, Sam and Dean confront Athena um, and tell them like we're looking for your boyfriend, and she says, "Well, David had to go to the bank," and we get a. And I, I realize they're doing like the gunslinger thing, um, but they do like a whole lengthy like bank robbery thing that just feels just boring to me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you feel because like if you touch the the money that has the ink, I'll, I'm going to kill you. And if you touch yeah. that button, I'm going to like it's just it's just kind of I don't know like it didn't feel like fun or cool or anything like that. Like, like not okay, that a bank robbery well, should, dude, but yeah, I just like all right. There's two people here. Please relax. Um, he goes he goes to leave. And finds Dean Winchester waiting for him. Um, and also, like, standing off to the side are the rest of the crew. <laughs> but Dean Winchester is right out in front. Um, they tell him, like, hey, like, you need to turn yourself in. Like, we, we, we can go deal with this. And he's like, no. He pulls out a gun and starts shooting. And it turns into, like, literally, and that, I think the cowboy cop is going to say this later, like, the OK Corral. Like, there's just, mm. in a way that we never really get on Supernatural, like, bullets flying, like, bullet holes blowing in, into cars yeah. and, like, we never see this shit. Like we barely saw this when they raided the men of letters compound back at the end yeah. of season 12, right? Like they were just headshotting people left and right. And now like Sam can't hit, can't help, but hit the Honda Accord that's in front of this yeah, cowboy. Dude, they light up this p- parking lot. Like these, like these poor people in this bank, it's only going to get worse for them, but like just worst day of their lives. Cause the fucking Winchester showed up. That guy was gone. He was taking that money and he was out of there. Yeah. Why didn't they just follow the dude? <laughs> Like follow him back to the mortuary. We have to stop him fleeing with this money that belongs to the bank. Like they, if they hadn't done anything, if they had just followed him, nobody would have died. I, uh, I feel like they should, and I feel like they would have, they should have followed him so they could have stolen the money. They needed. Last night, as I was uh, streaming with Gary, we uh, ran out of New Mutants to talk about because that movie is so incredibly boring. There's barely anything worth talking about. (laughs) So people from the chat started prompting us and talking about like. Why don't you explain Supernatural to Gary? And Gary was like, well, let me see if I could just say things about Supernatural that I think happened. <laughs> um, so we did that for a little while. And, he, and then he saw it. He's like, wait a minute. How do, they, how do they get money? Like, how do they do they have jobs? And I was like, well, actually, the show covers this. And it's hustling pool and credit card scams. And he lost his mind. Or like, he's like, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, well, they haven't really talked about it in a while. But yeah, absolutely. So they, they would have, have definitely so taken this money. money. Like, they have a lot of money. Yeah. Dean always has stacks of hundreds on him. He's just constantly hustling pool outside the frame. He's hustling pool and making Castiel watch movies constantly. Like, like that's it. I just don't know how like the IRS has not come down on them. Like somebody like they, they just, there's only so many credit cards you can scam. Apparently not, dude. Apparently, you know, nowadays you can just go crazy with it. I guess so. Um, they just maybe they've like filed for unemployment or something. <laughs> Shit, I wish <laughs> under John Winchester's name. <laughs> They must have a damn good president and not any, yeah. not any of our current staff. Thank <laughs> yeah, you for that seriously. $600, fuckers. Um, Jack decides, like, this is his time to shine. And he rushes out. Uh, this, this cowboy, or this, this gunslinger, shoots him twice. And then he, like, does his little orange, like, wave of force or whatever. Um, and unfortunately, the security guard from the bank, like, comes out to tackle the, the gunslinger right at this time. So both of them get thrown back. Uh, but the the security guard he hits his head on a on a pole and like you can tell immediately like that dude is is fucking dead mm-hmm. um it's just a mean thing to do to, to jack yeah you know sam and dean are just hurling bullets left and right and then for some reason they're like but this guy then decides to step out just step outside where all these bullets are flying 
just so he could get killed by Jack. It's so it's so mean to our little boy. It is. Uh, David runs. Dean chases him, but loses him. Um, they they try to get Castiel to heal the security guard, but he's he can't because he's already dead. Um, we go back to the hotel room where they're talking about Jack, and Dean's like, y- "Y'all need to take him to the bunker." Uh, and Cass is like, "That's fine." And Dean's like, "I'm gonna I'll just take care of the school thing." NBD, you guys go do your thing. Um, and they do it. Like Sam and Cass and yeah. Jack go back to the bunker, and I'm like, I mean, like. Like one other person, you need Sam and Jack. You need yeah, Sam I don't and think Cass. That they both needed to go. One like Castiel or Sam could have stayed behind, but I, I also appreciate that they're just like. I mean, it's just a ghoul. <laughs> the only body is on Jack's hand. So yeah, go ahead, Dean. <laughs> so um, we go back to the mortuary where uh, David the gunslinger has shown up, and he's shot. Like they landed a couple of hits on him, and Athena is super mm-hmm. freaked out. Um, he says that he robbed a bank for us. He's like, hey, you bitch, I robbed a bank for you. Super like, aggro you? out the box, like just <laughs> straight up. And it is like, then he's like, I'm the grave robber. I killed that cop. And she's like, I want to break up. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then he, that's what he, that's what he actually calls her that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, calm down, dude. Like, did you think it would, she would take it well? Um, he starts demanding that she leaves with him. And then we cut to the outside of the mortuary where uh, cowboy cop and Dean are kind of pulling up at the same time. And they have this like very Western inspired conversation of like, where's your badge? I don't need one. This is family yeah. business. Well, I need to I warn you cool with vigilante cops going in and killing. <laughs> I'm not in there. I'm not going to take him alive. Well, that's good. Cause neither am I yeah. like, it's real, like it's real like yeah. aggro. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, and I get it. Like as the dude's nephew or whatever, but like, I don't know. Like if my nephew got, killed i probably wouldn't want to murder anybody else about it i would just be really upset yeah i might take that out because that seems like a weird thing to say on a podcast (laughs) i might just beep that out so who knows we'll find out drop to Um, marker we'll find out what happens yeah um this is where we go back to the cold open where cowboy cop gets drug underground deed follows um we cut over to and there's just like this comical like scene of dean having like dig through this this little like underground tunnel um, you know, spitting and cursing the whole way. It's uh, it's it's weird that this 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 episode wants to do comedy so much, right? Yeah, it's like I mean, they could have just done like a straightforward like western. They could have maybe played into like the over dramatic mm-hmm. stuff a little bit, and that would have been fun. But they keep they keep going for like like almost comedy, but yeah. Then they make it serious again, and it's like very it strange. Out. Yeah. Um, like I know that Jensen is just funny, but we we got to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Cass, and Sa- Castiel, Jack, Cass, and Sam are all headed back to the bunker. Um, they're both trying to reassure Jack and Castiel, saying like, "Hey, I've killed people. I've hurt people that I love. It never gets easier, and it always hurts. But you should keep fighting." And I'm like, "This is not a very inspiring yeah. speech, Castiel." Uh, and Jack is like, "Hey, can you guys shut the fuck up, please?" <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to listen to my headphones. <laughs> like, I've got a yeah, podcast what? going you back know, here. You, what? <laughs> he just keeps taking out his AirPods. <laughs> I've only got three episodes in the main feed of my favorite murderer left, and I'm really curious yeah. how they're going to end this. All right, I'll just calm down. Let me this let me listen. Like, yeah, this is like his. Uh Everyone was always making fun of us for me, I guess, for calling him a teen. But like, this is the most teenage shit they've ever done. This is very much. I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. But like, this is some teenage shit. He's pouting in the back seat because he killed somebody. Yeah. So you know, you know, it's it's reasonable. Deserves a little like moping, I guess. Yeah, but that's still what he's doing. Uh, Dean comes out of uh this hole in the ground into like a morgue slot, like a cough, like a like a like a. Where they, where they would put a body in, like, a freezer, yeah, except it's a just a hole slot. in the ground. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you call this. Like, what do they call those things? Like, I don't, I don't a know. A morgue slot. Okay, morgue slot it is. It's like a drawer, you know? Yeah. Um, he finds Athena all tied up. 
um, he finds the sergeant all tied up and like knocked out. And then uh, David, the gunslinger gets the drop on him. Um, there's this like what this moment where they're, he's like, you know, you need to hold your hands high. And it's so obvious that Dean is like handing the dude in front of him a gun, right? Like it's so fucking mm-hmm. obvious. And Dave's like, you didn't even bring a gun. You're not, you're not even ready for this. He's like, I didn't, but he did. And he like jumps out of the way and, the cowboy cop shoots the gunslinger in the head and makes his head explode. Yeah, his his head straight up explodes. Straight up reanimator <laughs> style. Just yeah. goes everywhere. Uh, very much fun killing ghouls in this in this universe. Yeah. Have a lot of fun. Yeah, with why that. not? Just blow their heads off. Who cares? Yeah. Um, there's a brief conversation between Dean and the cowboy cop where it's like, you know, cowboy cop's like, what happened here? And Dean's like, you know, that that dude killed your your nephew and he also killed that guy at the at the bank and you know he's just a real bad dude and i was never here um so basically yeah. getting jack off the hook for this and meanwhile athena's down there like is anyone gonna untie me let me speak again in this episode no okay it's so <laughs> poor athena she's just like i she's just, just gone dude. i they just named wa- her athena i thought it was gonna be like a big deal you would think right like with a name like yeah. athena like geez but no i don't think she ever comes back um mm-hmm we go back to the bunker dean arrives um tells people that he took care of it and jack is upset at this because jack is like well did that guard have a family and and dean's like yeah dude totally had a family like he yeah, he's like everybody did. but you has a family like that's that's yeah. what that, this he's is. got a he's got a wallet full of pictures of his kids how do yeah. you feel about that jack yeah dude you should see the gofundme page like thousands of people it, <laughs> are, here look at it yeah look, look at, at it, it. you on facebook yeah, sam is i've got i've got a thousand dollars in one of my paypal accounts so you could just donate to it if you're feeling guilty like maybe that'll help yeah um, um but jack says like i'm I, I, you know, you guys were right. Like I murdered this person and I'm, I'm just another monster. And, mm. and surprisingly, Dean is the person that says, no, like I, I, I absolutely thought you were, I really did. I was like, definitely pretty sure that you were uh, until I saw you kill an innocent person. And that has changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized you felt bad about it. Yeah. Plus I got my cowboy boyfriend back now. Yeah. So, so everything's pretty good. I don't have to call you a monster anymore because I don't have any like weird repressed feelings that I'm working out on yeah. a teenager. So like, we're good. We're fine, dude. Just chill out. Um, and he, but he, the speech is very nice of like we all have blood on our hands like we all but we all keep going mm-hmm. um and jack so, so if you're a monster we're all monsters and jack's like yeah seems that way <laughs> definitely definitely seems that way <laughs> you guys are totally like monsters i agree yes <laughs> you, you took the words right out of my mouth yeah yeah you said it you said it dean you said it um and jack says hey if uh i'm a monster that means i will definitely hurt you at some point um i will hurt the ones that i love and I can't do that. And then he hurt, immediately hurts them by sending out a wave of force and knocking them all down. Yeah, you didn't need to do that. Didn't you could have just teleported. Could have just teleported. Tackle you? Yeah. I mean, like none of them are that fast. Like it. Oh. Some sometimes we've, Sam seems fast, but he's not fast. Yeah, we've seen Jared or Sam, whatever his name is. We've mm-hmm. seen him in a cast. We've seen him in a sling. Like you knock him off of his chair, he's gonna get hurt again. All right. Yeah. So like, calm down with that shit. That dude's center of gravity. He's, he's like a pink. He's like a bowling ball yeah. pin, right? Like yeah. he just. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, he can kind of, yeah, he's what he's the opposite of whatever they make weeble wobbles out of. <laughs> like you can just breathe yeah. on that dude, and he just tips. He tops. weebles, wobbles, and, and he falls, down. and he falls down all the time. Um, and Jack disappears, and he's gone, and that's the end of the episode. Um, mm. and what a solid episode! Like I, I, I yeah. definitely get the. Um, I actually I really like as, as somebody who is coming to appreciate. Um, like the relationship between Dean and Castiel over the course of covering the show for the podcast um, is 
and it is very much in my mind like a lot of the things here can be it can be looked at in two different ways but like mm-hmm. I've, i think the most honest and direct take is like these boys are super happy with each other um you mm-hmm. talked about it a couple episodes ago where dean sam is not acting wasn't acting out the way that dean was because sam lost a friend and dean lost like somebody that he loves mm-hmm. um and i think that we see the exact same thing here where sam isn't as happy as dean because sam got his friend back and dean got like his bf back right like they are yeah yeah and all of the little like touches and asides and looks and glances and implications the fact that castiel's even going along with dean's whole like cowboy, cowboy stuff fantasy here. yeah um there's a moment where like it, when they first get to the suite where he's really getting into all of the gunslinger stuff and they like look at castiel and castiel's like rolling his eyes the, the same way that like autumn rolls her eyes when i start talking about probably anything right like yeah. <laughs> yeah. when i start yeah. talking about supernatural and she's like okay uh-huh. jeremy just just stop it all right um but it's like the eye roll of a loved one. Exactly. Yeah. This this person that I love loves this thing and I have heard about it a lot and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I I I enjoy this episode a lot. I I think it's really good. It came at just the right time for me where we had five episodes of Dean being super dork and now we had <laughs> something like a little bit lighthearted and something a little funny yeah. and we we needed that. And I know that they can't pay both Castiel and Jack to be on the show at the same time for many episodes. It's just not going to happen. Um, but I wish that they we could keep Jack around. I feel that's personally for me. That's why I feel like sometimes these things happen. Sometimes characters depart because now we're going to go like a couple episodes looking for Jack, and we'll find him somewhere. Figure out what he's doing. Um, but I really liked the Dean and Castiel dynamic, and I really like the Sam and Jack dynamic. And I wish that we could explore both of those a little bit more. Um, throughout the season where um, they keep working cases together. And of course, Dean and Cass are going to keep teaming up because Cass is back. Dean's happy. And then Sam and Jack can team up and he can kind of show them the ropes a little bit because Jack is learning so much. And unfortunately, he's already been corrupted by Sam's VHS collection. Yeah. So might as well just have, you know, I like seeing Sam in that teacher role and I like seeing Dean happy and being able to like goof around in a way that he doesn't necessarily get to do with Sam as much. Um, because Sam's always up his butt with with uh you know emotions or whatever. Castiel is like, I don't care, dude. We'll talk about your movies. That's fine. <laughs> I um, I, I, yeah, I just think this is a solid episode. Like, I I am surprised about how much I like season thirteen so far. I mm-hmm. like you. I was kind of worried about the introduction of this uh, Jack character, um, being kind of a hijacking basically the uh relationship that I liked between Sam and Dean and Ken Castiel. Um, but he seems to be kind of folding in a little bit, even though he's disappeared now. Like that's typical team free will behavior. It's like, okay, I'm mad at everybody. I can't be here. Like he's really he's he's accelerating through all of the all of our team free will activities, right? Like yeah, you guys yeah, are just he's yeah. going very fast. Um, pretty soon he's going to be possessed by a demon, or he'll have a demon girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? He's just yep, going super yep. fast. Uh, yep. But uh, I'm excited about the rest of season 13. Like I, I, we haven't had a miss yet, which is a real surprise for me. Six episodes. Yes, in. the six really solid episodes. Even when there aren't, you know, ten out of tens, it's like this is this has been enjoyable all the way through. We haven't had any big gripes yet, um, and, and that's rare. They really they really uh, firing on all cylinders here. Yeah. Um, thank you everybody for listening. We very much appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, thank you to the friends that came out this past weekend uh, to the duck stream and helped us raise some money for some trans kids. Um, we really appreciate that. I saw some familiar faces on the chat last night and, um, me and Chris will potentially be doing some stuff tomorrow morning. So you guys are too late though. This comes out on Monday. So that's in the past. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how that works. Um, but 
thank you to everybody listening, leaving reviews. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. Thank you to everybody that's been communicating with us on Twitter and all of that. Um, just super appreciated. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Stay safe. Uh, we'll be back next week with the race is on to find Jack. Oh, I thought they were going like, to do gonna, some like race car driving or something. The race is on. This is Sam's turn. Sam's like, we're going to NASCAR. Woo! Yeah, let's do it. Woo! Give me a Bud Light. Woo! All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right. Cool. Now, I did feel it. Yeah. I did feel it a little bit. But it wasn't it wasn't like last time where I felt like completely exhausted halfway through. <laughs> well, don't go like for a long walk. I was expending all of my energy by laughing and doing too you know, I can't we can't front load with goofs because then I'll run out of steam. Yeah, do we gotta keep the goofs an even spread of goofs. Doing a solid forty five on Mando probably didn't help either. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I know. I was thinking because then I was like when as soon as we finished talking about Mando, I was gonna be like, So I've been playing Sekiro again. But I was like, I can't, <laughs> can't I'm gonna can't. run out of Stop. steam. Stop. No. Hold on, Nathan. Don't start talking. I haven't started recording yet. Roger, roger. Check, 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 check. Let me see. All right, we're good. Can I, um, real quick, sorry to bother you for this, but, um, can I get a roger, roger in the chat, please? Roger, roger. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hey. Oh, wow. I haven't spoken this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah, same. (laughs) <laughs> it's always a weird sign, a yeah. weird time when you just wake when you wake up and I've been doing nothing but chores this morning so yeah I watched supernatural quickly when I woke up because I I watched too much Mandalorian yesterday do you want to um just do a brief spoiler section um yeah let's put this at like the very end so people can that's what I was yeah um, so like we'll listen to if we talk about anything else this will all be at the end so that you can just stop listening <clears> but so watched full all spoilers eight for season two of yeah. The Mandalorian. Full spoilers. Full spoiler. Not holding back. We're not tiptoeing around. We're going to tell you that Jabba the Hutt is back. hero which is an unusual twist redemption arc redemption arc for java <laughs> java there's a whole montage where he turns into like a like a real thin and svelte and muscular java yeah yeah kind of like and then he realizes um, he realizes that was just the image that society wanted of him and not what he wanted for himself and he goes back to being slovenly and he realizes that uh, the, the real evil all along was the society pressure to be skinny so that's right that's right just, it was a you know a, a good message from Disney, really, on this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Chris uh, Pratt's arc from, <laughs> yeah, from whatever you, that TV show was. Um, you told me for weeks, man, 
You're like, you gotta get caught up. This week was so good. You gotta get caught up. Uh, and then you said you're you're definitely gonna want to get caught up before the finale so that it doesn't get spoiled for you. <laughs> and then I woke up Friday morning, the day of the finale, and uh, I see like five different things trending, and I'm like, uh, I see. <clears throat> um, I had first thought something like, um, okay, so Mark Hamill was was trending, and I was like, oh, what did like what did Mark Hamill do? And I click, and like the first two posts i see on this i never click on trending things on twitter um but it was but mark. The first two things you gotta click on it was mark, mark. <laughs> it was mark i was a little worried about him you know but the first two things i see are, are like charity things that he's working on i was like oh it's just mark being mark he's doing his thing and then i scroll down a little bit further and somebody's like thank you so much blah 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 like with the hashtag mandalorian i'm like oh no and you know it took like two minutes for me to realize okay clearly luke skywalker is back in the mandalorian um this this whole idea that Luke comes in and saves the Mandalorian and takes baby Yoda to go get trained in the Jedi forces in between return of the Jedi and the force awakens mm-hmm. has ruined my father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, my father tested positive for COVID. He's been, uh, relatively ill, but at home, not in a hospital or anything. Yeah. So, um, he, last night I get a text from my stepmom saying, um, your, your dad has pneumonia. I'm taking him to the ER. And the last I'd heard, like he was, he was, he said he was going to go get a chest X-ray, and that's all I'd heard. So I was like freaking out. This was probably like three hours before I was supposed to go live with Duckstream and be like on a stream, like my whole face. So I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was tripping a little bit. But a couple hours go by, and I get the text. Oh, they're sending him home with medicine. He's all good. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I text him. I'm like, hey, I'm glad you're home. You know, make you know, glad you're feeling better. Love you. Like if you need anything, let me know. All yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Being the good son. And he just hits me back with, you watched Mando yet? <laughs> this motherfucker got pneumonia <laughs> during a pandemic while positive for COVID, went to the hospital, and that's what he wants to talk about when he gets back from the hospital is, have you watched Mando yet? And I was like, yeah, homie, it's great. And he's like, I don't understand how Luke's there. I thought this was after all the Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, nah, man, didn't you watch the seven seasons of Clone Wars that is now necessary yeah, on, for them to understand what's yeah. happening? I can't believe they did that. We should have known. We all should have suspected because last year when uh, Mando came back, they're like, and by the way, we're doing a final season of Clone Wars. We haven't had this in years, but we're bringing it back for one more season. We should have been able to connect the dots, but we were fools. We didn't know that they had such grand designs in, in order here. Well, and they had said previously, like when they when they jettisoned off all the books and everything, I think the only thing that they kept as quote unquote canon was the Clone Wars series, right? Like mm-hmm. that was it. So mm-hmm. they... They obviously wanted to keep some of that stuff around. And really, this seems like Favreau, John Favreau, just being like, I like these characters a whole lot. I think there's a lot yeah. of development there. And I think we can use that to really like get the fan base like going. Cause um, I don't know, man. Like, I, it's, it's fascinating to me that they, they are bringing these characters in and making them like real and in such a great way. I didn't realize. Um, so they brought Bo Katan in. <laughs> Um, who yeah. has a history in Clone Wars, which I haven't met yet. Uh, I'm on season two of Clone Wars. I still. only knew the name. I don't mm-hmm. remember where I knew the name from. I uh, I think I went through a phase last year watching lots of videos about Star Wars lore, and it was when I was trying to start reading different books and stuff. I didn't know where to start, so I absorbed a lot of information. And Bo-Katan was just in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a mutual on Twitter that cosplays as um, uh, Bo-Katan, which is really oh, cool. cool. Uh, but I didn't realize that um, Starbuck 
from Battlestar Galactica, whose real name I do not know. Holy shit, that that was her. That was her. Yeah, that's this whole her. time I'm like, where do I know this woman from? Yeah, that's that's Starbuck, but she also oh, voiced cool. she voiced Bo-Katan in this in the cartoon in Clone Wars. Oh, right on. Yeah, so like apparently she like tweeted like, hey, what time is Mando this week? And everybody freaked the fuck out about it <laughs> before that episode. <laughs> Because of course that oh, happens, and like I don't know what the fuck it is, right? Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know who that really is. I just know like, oh, other Mandalorians. Oh, hey, it's Starbuck, and they took off their helmet. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many, like, it's interesting because I think a lot of people liked Mando because it was, it had Star Wars trappings, uh, but it wasn't Luke Skywalker, it wasn't Skywalker, right. it wasn't Jedi, it wasn't any of this stuff. And so I've seen, I've seen some feedback on Twitter. Like a friend of ours, Josh Garrity, said, uh, I really enjoyed the first four episodes of, or first four or five episodes of Mandalorian before the last four episodes were just advertisements for other Star Wars properties. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess I see that, but also, like, man, like Luke showing up to wreck shop at the end of this is such a deus ex machina that I'm just kind of here for it. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to see a series about this. But I want to see Luke popping up in between movies and just wrecking fucking dubstep troopers all over the place. Yeah, like yeah. I just that uh, was fucking badass. <laughs> it was it was you know, I, and I do get it. I do very much get it. That's not what we expected from the Mandalorian, and it's kind of Star Wars being Star Wars and and servicing the fans. I think was it you who said like I am a fan who wants to be serviced. That's a quote from <laughs> Autumn Greer. I'll have to give her oh, props okay, on that. Excellent, She's, excellent. It may be fan service, um, but I am a fan who would like to be serviced. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> It's just like, I, 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 I do get it. I, I get it to an extent, but it's also super, super cool. And if what I'm kind of hoping here is as much as I, I love that, and if this is an advertisement for other things, let Mando be the through line. Let Mando like keep going the way that it's going. And it has now let us know that there's going to be these four other things because they could do easily do an animated special of Luke Skywalker and Baby Yoda, right? Like, um, cause rather than have to do like CGI, <laughs> Mark Young, Mark Hamill again, but Mandalorian can keep going straight down its path, which I assume is going to have something to do with the Mandalorian Wars and all this stuff and reclaiming the throne, yeah. which has been you know a part of Rebels or Clone Wars. It's, it's been in the animated stuff for a while now. I don't know. I, I just, but, I just in Clone Wars season two, I just got to like the first appearance of the dark saber, and it's just like yeah. some dude is like, I have a dark saber. <laughs> That's mm. it. He just, it just brings it up, and it's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's really interesting. I, I could just easily see the Mandalorian being that kind of like the, the center through line that maybe doesn't have the same running plot as all these other side things, but it's still, it's still introducing audiences to all these other things. I don't know. Yeah, I think that if uh, like I'm curious if they're going to bring back Baby Yoda for season three, right? I feel like it's pretty yeah. it's pretty clear that they're setting up like I'm gonna go. There's gonna be some tension between Mando and Bo-Katan to be able to like who's gonna have the throne because mm-hmm. you, you can only claim the dark saber by force by winning um by you know champion by champions rights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't want it, and she obviously very much does, but it like sets up this situation where he can't. She's not going to take it, even if he's like, just hit me in the face or anything like that. Like, so yeah. it's going to have some tension there. But like, I'm with Baby Yoda being out of the out of the way. I don't really know, like, because they're making so much money on that dude. Like, they're selling dolls. Like, oh, yeah. he's so cute. He's adorable. Like, do they bring him? Like, do they, do they bring that dude back in for like episode four or five or something? Like, is does Luke have to go fight something else that we don't see? So Mando has to go grab Baby Yoda or something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I, mean, it's I don't. Only a couple of years away from Ben Solo massacring all of Luke Skywalker's students. So, um, you know. Yeah, we I gotta, guess that's wait, true. Are the Knights of Ren were those? 
supposed to be other Luke Skywalker students who defected with Kylo Ren? Yes. Do we know? From my, from my understanding, yes. But also, watching Mando has turned me into, to maybe realize I don't know anything about the Star Wars. Like, watching, me, watching Clone Wars has made me realize mm-hmm. I, I have a very limited grasp on the Star Wars timeline because I'm like, why are only humans cloned? Like, why are they only yeah. making humans? And like, I, I texted Brian Wade that, and Brian Wade was like, Oh, because Palpatine was a space racist, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, is that he, that's explained that's in the succinct way? Yeah. Is, is that explained in the movies? Like, did I miss this? <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's a lot of information in the prequels that are just like that's just there, and I just yeah. don't know it because I, every time I watch the prequels, I fall asleep, kind of you know, drunk. Or yeah, high. those movies have some like. I mean, again, we I said it last week, said it a million times. You know, I grew up with them, so they were a lot more exciting. But even as a kid, fast forwarding through the the boring parts because I just want to see the lightsaber fights. Um, I think the in the newer Thrawn book, um, uh, I think it's just called Thrawn. Um, they they talk about the space racism a little bit because Thrawn being a chiss, being like an alien um, coming in and like rising up to the Empire is like unheard of. Um, yeah. and he himself is like, oh yeah, no, I hate aliens, but. Uh, <laughs> But you're cool, I guess. Yeah. You look human enough, so it's fine. And you, you kill enough of everybody for me to be able to promote you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the big thing that I'm looking mm-hmm. for there. Yeah, um, yeah there's, some, there's some weird stuff in Clone Wars where like, there was just a whole episode uh, where uh, they have to go to like this place. And they're literally like bargaining for fuel rights while a war is happening. Like all of that weird economic, political machination mm-hmm. stuff and that was so boring in the prequels is clear and present in the in the clone wars cartoon and i'm thinking like who the fuck is this show for <laughs> like it's, it's so bizarre because <laughs> I, I that was on when i was in high school i think um and i never batted an eye at it i remember when the clone wars movie came out like the animated movie was in theaters and at the time i was like 15 or 16 and thinking man it's weird this is the first time i'm not seeing a star wars movie in theaters and just like i completely ignored it and that was it it was just not on my radar because I assumed it was like, oh, this is for like little kids because like Jar Jar Banks and stuff. Like, I don't care. I'm, you know, I'm 16. I, I just started Death Note. I'm pretty cool right now. <laughs> I'm so, all right. I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> um, I haven't found yeah. girls yet, but once I find that, I will not you know, be listening to Star I, Wars. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd just pl- I'd turn beet red if I even look at a girl. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of like grown up. Meanwhile, we were literally having lightsaber fights in the woods behind my house. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think it was like my 15th birthday, so not that young. Some kid brought over a big old backpack full of lightsabers, and they all looked all the battery powered ones, so they would light up. And we were, I was like, let's fucking do this. Boys. How are you friends with General Grievous at age 15? Dude, he was straight up the general, he was like, he was mad flexible. This kid was just always just curled up into a weird ball, and he would just come out with a hundred lightsabers. <laughs> we would just run around in the woods and just like beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It was good times. I, um, so Mando, uh, I think the first time we, we realized that like shit is going to start popping off is when we, uh, we meet Bo-Katan and she starts talking about the Darksaber, mm-hmm. um, which we had seen in the last season. Like We'd we had seen, seen that. that shit, yeah. um, but then I think the big aha moment was Ahsoka showing up mm-hmm. um, and just being a badass. And I'm lucky, not lucky, but like I'm glad that I randomly was, because I think it was around like The Force Awakens and all that stuff where I was like, I'm into Star Wars here's this rebel show that I keep hearing about. Mm-hmm. Like people said like, Oh, start with the clone wars. And I turned on an episode of clone wars. I'm like, this is ugly as fuck. Why am I going to watch this? So I just skipped to rebels and liked rebels a whole lot. Like young Jedi coming up. Uh, yeah. Really, really liked Ahsoka. Who's all grown up in that show. Uh, and then 
So I'm glad I had like a little bit of background for her so that when she pops up on screen and is just like a fucking hardened war Jedi <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that is just killing it, like just, just wrecking shop on the settlement or whatever was just really fucking cool. Like I just was her, dude, her intro is so cool. Dude. She's like a ghost out there with the white lightsabers like, whoo, dude, the, so sa- again, the saber like work. You, I'm lucky this. that I, I watched enough of Clone Wars to just be like, OK, I know who she is. And again, watching like YouTube videos and stuff, like I know exactly what the deal is with her lightsabers and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it would have been better if I had been able to watch everything, but I'm glad that I had the knowledge. So seeing her maybe didn't impact me as much as it would like a longtime fan, but I was still like, holy shit, we're fucking yeah. doing this. That's and she a- looks so good. I keep saying that, but like, she doesn't look like a, like a weird cartoon character in a live action costume thing. Like yeah. she looks good. The, they made it look. They made. I think that's a, an astounding ability for Mando. Like you could really tell that they've honed those special effects down because everything looks really good. Like mm-hmm. nothing looks really janky. I was really taken aback when they um, in this finale episode where they land on the planet to go get um, Bo-Katan and that group. Mm-hmm. And like in the background are these like huge monstrous like machinery plant things that, and then in the foreground was you know several ships and all this other stuff, and it just looked like. I could walk outside and see that, right? Like, it just looks yeah. so natural and real. Like, it didn't take me out of it at all. And then you get stuff like, I mean, all of the, like, all of the weird aliens and stuff just look like, the, the combination of, like, puppetry and, and CGI that they're doing now is just so fucking good. Like, just mm-hmm. really great. Even CGI with Luke wasn't that bad. Yeah, and Mark Hamill got a credit in that, so I'm a, I don't know if he I think just... he plays him, yeah. Obviously, he probably doesn't do all like, the stunts and stuff, but yeah, the speaking scenes, I'm pretty sure that's just him, but they CGI'd his face. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking, which... Um, which is like, I, I would, I'd rather have that, honestly. Like, I know it's yeah. weird that they keep doing this, but we still have Mark Hamill. We can still have Luke Skywalker. Like, let's just do it. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, like, like, yeah. <laughs> I like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, I'm kind of done with Luke Skywalker as a centerpiece of a story or a uh-huh. movie or a movement or anything like i think that was kind of the whole point of the last jedi right like that was yeah. that was the whole thing but even though the what the, the last movie went on to like be nah it's not, it's not actually the point um but like i him again him popping up as day six machina and wrecking shop on those weird you know death star trooper guys was really fun like i just you know just seeing a jedi just at the height of his power just wreck fucking shop was super cool to me they um you see the x-wing come flying in you go, oh fuck here we go um and i guess it you know it does make sense in in a way because we know that um baby yoda was reaching out with the force when they put him on that stone and it was a whole thing they spent a whole episode dealing with that you know so it makes sense that luke would have you know connected with him he is the other big jedi out there he's basically the only one out there yeah. uh, so it kind of makes sense i was trying to figure out um because I knew I knew that like a Jedi would show up, right? Like this, that mm-hmm. was that was Chekhov's force <laughs> call or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to figure out like, okay, if it's not Luke, who else could it possibly be? Because uh, Obi Wan has it was dead, Yoda was dead, um, all, like all of those prequel dudes are dead, dead, dead. I already right? met Ahsoka, so and I I kind of maybe thought it could be Ahsoka that might show up. Um, and now I just really want Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker to be like, hey, because yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I know your dad before he was like evil dad. <laughs> like, they can meet, dude. They I, can meet. I spent like a lot of like your dad was my master. I was his Padawan. I spent a lot of time with that dude. Like, um, 
that's what Clone Wars is so wild to me, dude, because like, you know, Anakin is just right there. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. just he's just right there. Mm-hmm. Like and like you can see they do a really good job of like planting the little evil seeds where he there's a discussion at one point in Clone Wars where Obi-Wan and the Duchess of Mandalore, who is a pacifist, um, is trying to figure out what to do with a uh a death watch i think is the name of the group um that's trying to it's basically a terrorist group on mandalore that's trying to get rid of the current establishment right they're on the separatist mm-hmm. side and they're like we've caught you and we know that we can't like let you go or try like it so we but you know obi-wan is like i'm a jedi and i'm just not going to murder you and the other chick is like i'm a pacifist and then like anakin shots up from nowhere and just shoves his lightsaber in front of the stooge chest and like he's dead <laughs> yeah yeah that's anakin see i always thought my perception of the clone wars was that they were always pitching anakin as like the young hero like they were letting him be like this heroic cartoon character because that that would sell for for kids. Everybody would be into him. But then you watch it and you're like, no, 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 not that, really. it's, it's not. There yeah, is they, some of that like fun adventure stuff that they they do in the movies as well. But then like every time that it comes out, like making a decision, you go, oh man, he's fucked up. This guy's fucked up. <laughs> it's 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 really wild to me that they even delve in this stuff at all. And like I didn't necessarily realize or understand all of the clone stuff that Boba Fett's dad Django was the original like clone dude mm-hmm. and, i forgot that boba fett is, is a clone of his dad who was like they didn't put the advanced aging stuff in him or whatever to make him a super soldier they were just like all right he's just gonna be raised as like a regular person yeah and he was raised by Django. so like yeah. also is that the same actor did they get Django fett's actor to play him in mando i I'm, I'm not sure like i looked at that i looked at that dude's imdb and he's definitely been in other stuff but i was like curious if like he was the voice of all of the clones in clone wars like right like yeah. that would be that would have been super weird and, and wild but I, I don't know i think the guy that originally played boba fett in the movies he just passed he away. just passed away yeah yeah but i know yeah Django. we see his face in the old movies in uh or rather in the prequels and um yeah so it could it could easily be him it's been enough time that i could see the age difference i don't know how i didn't figure this out i remember in season one we all thought that bobo was going to show up um there's something about like you see his boots in a certain episode or something yeah, yeah, but then like see- never comes back to it um now it all makes sense they they you know close the loop on that one which is good mm-hmm. but we see slave one coming into this planet and i'm like who's got boba fett's ship what's going on here and then this guy gets off of it and he starts talking with an australian accent which boba fett famously has an australian accent and i'm like who's this who's this guy is he like a sith why is he dressed in that black cloak what's going on what is happening oh shit that's boba fett am i the only one who didn't know yeah that was that was an excellent moment the uh it's funny in in clone wars like child boba fett shows up like running with bounty hunters to try to kill mace windu like there's like probably a good three or four episode arc of, the, of him like not able to kill some other clones because he doesn't necessarily want to kill the clones. He just wants to kill Mace Windu for killing his father. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that show goes like way too deep for a children's cartoon. Like, it really does. And it's, and it's, and I can't even recommend reading it um, or watching it because like I saw an article the other day. It was like, even as fans of Clone Wars would tell you like the show is incredibly slow. <laughs> like it's really like even Star Wars fans are like, this is boring. And like, yeah, it is like, it's ugly and it's boring. <laughs> and then you, start, you get just like enough of the good stuff where you're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. They ran out of Django's DNA material. And that's why all the clones started getting shitty. Like the, all of a sudden, like the and they do like three episodes on this, like where they have a crew of guys that like are bad at being clones. <laughs> like it's wild. <laughs> it's dude. anyway. Uh, Mando I rocks. haven't even touched Rebels. Also, they mentioned Thrawn in yeah. Mando. Dude, if what if, the fuck is going on, man? I'm telling you, like if we get 
if we get Ahsoka chasing fucking Thrawn and, and and the way that that looked, that would be so fucking rad. The only bummer about that is uh, Rosario Dawson, ha- who's playing Ahsoka, has that like recent weird lawsuit with a. Uh, abusing a trans person that her family employed or something. I don't know oh if you God. heard about that. Yeah. Oh I didn't, God. I didn't know anything about it until she showed up in this and people were like, Oh, that's a bummer. I hope if she comes back, it's not Rosario. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but yeah, it sounds, uh, sounds super strange. I and, did see some apology, I guess from her recently, but I had no idea what it was or what it was connected to or that she was in star Wars at the time. So uh, yeah, I didn't pay it, that much attention. There's um, somebody, a, a woman was hired by her family moved, um, to LA um, transitioned. And then when she tried to leave uh, or tried to do something, the family was uh, dead naming her and using old pronouns and things like that. And there was something about like some physical altercation. So the woman like sued them um, and a bunch of it got dismissed, but some of it got settled out of court. So you don't really know what happened. And it's just, it just seems like super messy. And yeah, I know. Fuck. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't, you know, I can't, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I can't, <laughs> Like it sounds real mm-hmm. shitty on all sides, not on all mm-hmm. sides. It sounds real shitty on on the Dawsons, but who knows? Yeah. But yeah, uh, I would I would want to see Ahsoka chasing down Thrawn. I want to see Thrawn in this universe super bad. Yeah, I, I love Thrawn be, so much, dude. I, I love old Thrawn. I love new Thrawn. I haven't read. Kind of boring. But, I haven't, I haven't uh, read any new Thrawn, but I, I, the old Thrawn stuff was really interesting. So I'm I'm here mm-hmm. for that. Like, it's just an interesting villain because he's so much different than exactly um, the usual evil guys in it. I mean, he's still like evil. But just in a very tac- tactical, calculating way, he just he clears he cares about winning the chess game, not about like killing anybody. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just sometimes you gotta kill a lot of people to win the chess game. Um, the first <laughs> I learned Thrawn that from watching like, the, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, the first new Thrawn book, which is just called Thrawn, is excellent. I really like that. Um, it shows his you know tactical prowess while he rises up through the ranks in the Empire, along with another character who I like I guess isn't as important but we follow her story too. And then the second book it's like a weird flashback where like Thrawn worked with Anakin um and Padme I guess. Really? Um yeah, uh like on some like random like mission where he wasn't with the affiliated with the Empire at the time or anything like that. He's just sort of there. Um cuz then he meets Vader and he's like, "Oh, like I recognize you from when you were Anakin." I guess. Uh, and then I don't remember what happens in the third one because it was just like, oh, whatever. Weird. But uh, they're interesting. Then there's there's a new one that came out. Yeah, I haven't um, read any of that stuff. Which is like the prequel to that. I do have it, but I haven't read it yet. I told uh, Brian Wade that I was like, because I was going through all of this timeline stuff in my head and I'm like, I just, I guess I'm going to have to watch the fucking prequels and like try to stay awake. And he was like, dude, just read the books. And I'm like, I'm definitely not going to read the books. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know he's a huge fan of those books. I know you are too, yeah. but like I am... I'm just not, this is not going to happen, bro. <laughs> like, a I'm lot just, of them, <laughs> at least a lot of the new ones have really great audiobooks mm-hmm. with, um, I don't know if it's voice acting, but it's uh, like sound effects and music and stuff like that. So like it really carries you through. It kept me entertained while I listened to them. Um, I'll randomly do that for like the second book in a series <laughs> of three. Like I'll read the first one and then be like, all right, I just want to like quickly get into the second one. I have, a, I have a credit on Audible, so let me just let me grab this audiobook. And then I listen to that, and I go back to just reading it. I don't know why I always do that. So I have random, like, number two in a series all, all over my audiobook thing. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I, the, I think the one thing I was disappointed with with Mando is Moss Gideon. Um, am I saying that? Moth Gideon? Moss Gideon? Moth Gideon, yeah. Moth Gideon. 
Uh, I really like that actor. Like, I think I loved yeah, him really in, cool. in Breaking Bad. Uh, here, I just don't think they gave him enough to do. Like, mm. he was kind of just standing around looking threatening and being like, I'm going to get the child. And then when he got the child, he, I mean, presumably he said he took all the blood that he needed or whatever. But then like, yeah. so that's somewhere. Like, there's some, there's a bunch of midichlorian ass blood in a vial somewhere we're going to have to deal with. But, or not, whatever. But then like, when the, the confrontation came, it was just like, I thought it was really interesting that he was like, yeah, take the child as long as you leave and let me deal with these other people. Like, I thought that that was going to be like a really interesting yeah. twist. And then he just like is, no, nah, I'm just going to hit you with my lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the deal with that was. I think he, he sort of has a vendetta against Mando because so Mando made it, made it personal. Cause when he sends that message to Moff Gideon being like, you don't know what you have. I'm coming to take it. He's like almost verbatim quoting what Moff Gideon was saying to Mando season one. Um, when Mando was just the bounty hunter who picked up this child, Moff Gideon sends him this message saying, "You have no idea what you're, what you're holding, and I'm I'm gonna take it from you." Um, I don't know if it's verbatim, but it was very very it is, similar. It is. So. If if it's not verbatim, I would be severe, severe, I would be very very surprised. I don't know. Um, did he did he die? Did they kill him? No, right? Because he goes, he he gets the gun, and then he goes to shoot Baby Yoda. And, and then they stop him. And then they stop him. Kill, and, and then they, they no, no, because she just I, knocks you know, him Luke out. Luke Skywalker showed up two minutes later. Yeah, I yeah. went to a coma. And he's no, because he tries to kill himself. Like he sees the Jedi coming in. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's and he right. tries to that's kill right. himself. And she and um, Kara, who was apparently also like <laughs> conservative Trump person, yeah. yeah, um, like shoots the gun out of his hand or knocks it out of his hand, and then they like bundle him up. So he's he's gonna be around too. And maybe they'll give him something to do, or maybe he'll just like die or whatever. I hope we keep so. seeing that guy. Moff Gideon, yeah, I like I like Moff Gideon. Yeah, yeah, dude. I wish I wish I want him to do something. I want him to have something to do, right? Like I want him to yeah. do something. I um, you mentioned this on the Discord the the idea of like a crew of four women going onto this ship and just taking it over was so fucking badass. Like you hardly yeah. ever get a diverse crew like that in Star Wars, and for that to happen, I think was super amazing. I love um. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher her name like Ming Sohan I think is her name is that right Do you know I don't know I don't know any of their names <laughs> but she's awesome um yeah Ming Na Win okay but she Ming was the one that played uh I don't know her name but like Boba Fett's like sidekick or whatever mm -hmm. she's mm -hmm. awesome yeah, I don't she's, know any of their names yeah well you know Boba Fett <laughs> I don't Boba Fett yes. <laughs> Bo, Bo Katana. Bo Katana. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Chris Lightsaber. The other, the other Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, everybody just calls Mando Mando. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I forgot he has a name. It is Jin. Yeah. Din. Din or Din, something. Din. Don. Something. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name. Um, but so, yeah, my point with that was like a lot of times they'll be like, all right, ladies, let's get it. Like, they always make it be like corny mm -hmm. because they're just like, just these self-satisfied nerds being like, we're, we're, yeah, we're appeasing an audience. But this was, it felt so natural, um, which is what it should feel like. Like, you shouldn't notice it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it, it should just happen relatively naturally as opposed to... It, exactly. And because this yeah. show has done such a good job of having a, a diverse cast, that the fact that four of them get together to go and, and you know, pull off this, this uh, attack or whatever, the fact that they're all women... Like almost is like a secondary thing. It's just because oh, you just so happen to already have four badass characters like ready to go. So it you know you didn't have to. I don't know. You didn't have to make a show of it, and it was so fucking cool because you didn't have to because exactly. you already established that they're all awesome. Yeah, yeah. You could just have them go be awesome together. Yeah. 
Um, it is. Also, we- it is fucking- weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I just realized that the guy I was about to ask about just died in that episode, so he doesn't exist anymore. But go ahead. Oh, um, why are all the Bill Burr episodes so good? <laughs> Dude, I don't like it's so weird because like that whole episode of sneaking him into the, the facility and having him like with that standoff with the officer mm-hmm. who was super fucking creepy and, and awesome. Like that guy was great. And yeah. him having that turn and like, why do I like Bill Burr? What is right. going on? <laughs> Right. I don't care the about other that episode dude. He's in. He's like, you know, they're doing this heist to like break this guy out of jail, and he's got the cool gun thing on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and like he's just like, you know, a smart talking asshole. Um, and this time it's just like the same thing, but he, I don't know, he just like brought some humanity to it that I was like, okay, Bill Burr. Well, the whole like, you know, uh, the whole idea of you know, everybody has their their rules or their morals and their their lines in the sand, unless you know, until something bad happens, like we're all the same. Like we're all the same people until like we we will always pretend that we have these high moral grounds until we don't need them until we need mm-hmm. or until we need to get rid of them, um, and I you know that that was a cool conversation and then his like pushback against the empire and just being like you know you killed a lot of people and da 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 like I yeah and he blew up the facility as they left and even like uh Kara and me me and I win we were both like that was a good shot yeah <laughs> it was yeah. pretty dope yeah um <laughs> Mando taking his mask off and then. Bill Burr being cool about it, you know? Like yeah. They were, they were like bullying the shit out of him the last time we saw him, trying to get him to take the mask off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like crazy to see them like in a Star Wars show that's like still like kid friendly. They manage to like do all these cool things, introduce all of these cool characters, and it's just, it's, it's a great time. The, um, like we were all disappointed when, when our, when our cool sniper was killed last season. Absolutely. And then she just shows up again. Shows right back She's up. Like, yeah, I got, I got robot guts now. Yeah, yeah. There was no problem. Boba Fett came over <laughs> and gave me robot guts, which is a thing that Boba Fett has, to, has the ability to yeah. do. Like put that oh, on his okay. trade, put that on his trading card, I guess. Like yeah. plus six yeah. to repair human. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> all right. We should talk about Supernatural. We've been going for like 30 Let's minutes. Do it. Hopefully I won't, I won't poop out halfway through now. Yeah. Um, well, will COVID get me? Will it take me down? This is the test, Jeremy. We'll find out in the middle of this big Dusty L episode. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you. 